Hey folks, welcome to A Dispatch. And I just wanted to take a moment to ask the question, is porn actually bad? The question has to be asked because a lot of approaches to pornography uh, look at pornography as a coping mechanism. So basically we have wounds from our childhood and we use pornography as a coping mechanism. Uh, we now know any addiction, whether it's behavioral <clears throat> or chemical, uh, addictions, well, addictions reinforce themselves. They end up being kind of a, a loop in that way. So somebody who smokes cigarettes doesn't just smoke cigarettes to cope with stimulation and anxiety. They also smoke cigarettes because they're addicted to cigarettes. They, they have to medicate themselves from the issues that cigarettes creates. Same thing with something like a, a behavioral addiction like gambling. So the gambler doesn't just gamble for the high of it. They also gamble because if they win, then that becomes more of a reason to spend more money. And if they lose, then that becomes a reason to spend more money so they can make up for their losses. So whether it's behavioral or chemical, addictions reinforce them themselves that way. And so there, there are a lot of reasons we might fall into a coping mechanism, a negative coping mechanism, say smoking or gambling or pornography. Um, but the reasons we stay there end up shifting over time. So we all have wounds for sure. And wounds arise in different ways, whether it's from something as ugly as sexual abuse when you're younger or just not living up to your parents' expectations. Those things leave lacerations on our souls. And we use these negative coping mechanisms to medicate them. And what I mean by that is they, they end up getting infected uh, by what we medicate them with. So pornography ends up just being some kind of just gnarly bacteria on the wounds that we have. And uh, a lot of approaches when it comes to this issue, so a lot of counselors, a lot of pastors will end up looking at the wounds beneath the issue, which is great. Those wounds should absolutely be addressed. Um, but as we just talked about, whether it's behavioral or chemical addictions and those coping mechanisms do create their own problems as well. And so I want to look underneath these issues, uh, not just at the wounds, but at the issues themselves. The reason I think a conversation like this is important is because if you have an infection on a wound, then you should address the infection so you can properly bandage the wound. And so if we're all carrying around these wounds, but we're using something like pornography or whatever it might be, uh, to medicate these wounds, then we need to apply Neosporin. We need to address the, the infection so that we can properly redress the wound itself. So I want to look at three different studies to try and answer the question, is porn actually bad in and of itself, apart from what we use it to medicate? Okay. So in 2012, a group of researchers took participants who were in a relationship. Uh, so these participants were in a relationship, but they weren't necessarily addicted to pornography, although they all viewed pornography. They had them stop for three weeks, and after three weeks, they found that the participants' commitment levels to their relationships had increased qualitatively. And not just that, those who didn't stop had a lower threshold for commitment in relationships were more likely to flirt or entertain 
I guess, extra relational affairs when it came to commitment levels and other people. That study is particularly helpful because a lot of people uh, seem to think that pornography is kind of a sex ed and people use it that way. They'll use it to spice up and spruce up relationships and they'll watch it together. Um, so this 2012 study was significant because it debunked that myth and that practice. Uh, couples who view pornography, whether together or apart from each other, had a qualitatively lesser commitment level to one another. So there's a 2015 study that took a group of people, split them into two, and they wanted to, the researchers wanted to evaluate the reward center inside the brain to see if pornography uh, carried the same kind of rewards uh, and impacts as anything else that we like. So the first group uh, had to abstain from their favorite food for a specific period of time, and the second group had to abstain from pornography for a specific period of time. Same length of time for both. Uh, at the end, the group that abstained from pornography had a much higher ability to pursue delayed gratifications, and de their perception of delayed discounting was d different. So when it came to gratification or rewards, um, they were able to pursue them in the long run at a better capacity uh, because they nullified pornography from their life. This showed that the group who abstained from pornography had a much higher and stronger ability to pursue goals that would take longer to achieve. A study like this is helpful because it uh, shows us it shows us the impact that pornography has upon our own formation and the kind of people that you want to be when it comes to envisioning and imagining goals and hopes and then being able to pursue them. It's not as simple as uh, your favorite food and abstaining from that. When we actually abstain from pornography, uh, we become more formed human beings who are able to pursue the things that we love and the things that we care about. Now, the last study I want to look at is a rather unique one because it uh, it looks specifically at NoFap. Uh, so NoFap is uh, a category within Reddit and it's a, a community of people, um, non-religious and religious alike, who ha are committed to no pornography, to fighting pornography, to talking about the impacts of pornography on their own life, and they process the those impacts together within those forums. NoFap is the oldest and the largest English-speaking forum in the world, with over a quarter million people uh, part of this community. So this research took participants from this community, um, there were several thousand, and they had them evaluate themselves before and after pornography use. Just like the other research, um, those who abstain from pornography within this NoFap community found that they had an increased ability for delayed rewards. It made people more willing to take risks, and it also rendered people more altruistic. That is to say, they were more generous, they were more kind, more giving, more sacrificial uh, to people they didn't know and to people they did know. So people within their families, their friends, their neighbors, and just anybody that they saw along the side of the street, they were just more willing to give of themselves in creative and intentional ways. Interestingly enough, uh, stopping pornography also increased people's sociability levels, so it made them more extroverted, more conscientious, more present in relationships, more willing to be active in their local community, and less isolated from the people that they cared most about. And so they had more energy and more passion and more care to give to the people that they loved. This is a study done in 2016. And at the very least, this study shows the kind of wide reaching ramifications and impacts that pornography has upon individuals, not just upon individuals, but also within communities, because 
individuals make up communities and when most of the people in our communities are viewing pornography. Obviously, most of us are doing it privately, but it's kind of just a, a staple of our culture and society that people just watch porn. And that's framing our commitments, that's framing our relationships, that's framing who we are as human beings and our ability to care, to love, and to be present to one another. When we're giving our passions to pixels late at night and not to actual human beings, then we are not only stunting our own growth, but also our relationships and the growth of the people around us because we're not connecting with them in the ways that are truly human and truly meaningful. So I wanted to give you guys these three uh, studies. Uh, links to them will be down below so you guys can check them out on your own. I think it's an important conversation to have because Yes, we all have wounds, and yes, we medicate our wounds with pornography. I've I've did it for years, uh, so I know what that's like. But sometimes, just getting rid of medication will go a long way in healing us and helping us to be formed into the kinds of people that we long to be. Okay, that is all for today. Thank you for tracking with us. Thank you for joining in this conversation. Would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. How have you seen pornography be its own problem in y'all's life? Uh, or in the lives of the people you care about. would love to read y'all's responses, y'all's experiences and stories. Uh, also, do subscribe, continue to track with us. We have these kinds of conversations on a regular basis and we want to hear from you. Uh, if you hit the bell, then that will let you know whenever something comes out. It also mandates and requires that YouTube lets you know so you actually get to dictate what you watch as opposed to what they want you to watch. So do hit the bell. Um, again, we will have those studies down below. And if any of you are in need of help, there uh, is an awesome ministry called Proven Ministries, which we are a part of. Um, I'll have links to that below as well, along with a rather cool sexual integrity assessment quiz thing down below. It's super rad. I took it recently and I fell in love with it. So do check that out and we will catch all of you next time. Bye. Hello, Shane here. I wanted to take a moment and let you guys know about a new resource that we created for you. It's a kind of a sexual integrity assessment and I really have found great benefit from it. I, I very much dislike the kinds of assessments that make you uh, ask and answer 200 questions. It makes me doubt myself and I get all sorts of confused. And this assessment only has something like 20 questions versus the 200. Uh, it's entirely confidential and the benefit to an assessment like this is that we can't fight a nameless, formless ghost uh, and it gives name and form to the unwanted sexual behavior in our life so that we can start to know healing and start to know real redemption in our lives. And of course, uh, it doesn't just leave you there, it creates a, a load of options afterwards uh, for you to move forward, to know how to continue on your path of healing. So recommend it for those reasons. And of course, options are given afterwards for what it looks like to move forward and to continue to find healing. Uh, and to know wholeness. Um, so look for those. It's a huge resource, huge benefit. And the resource is two-pronged. If you're struggling, then this resource exists for you. And for those who have already gotten some ways down on the journey of healing, uh, there's a way to actually give back and to be present to those who are struggling, to take the gift of redemption in your own life and start to give it to other people. The link will be down below. It will be right under the description. I'll make it the first link in the show notes. So do check that out.